saints of God, would you sing it this morning? We will.
two or three are gathered, there he is in our presence. Right now, God, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your spirit. God, we just pray right now, God, that you would just move upon every person. Right now, as the piano plays, would you just place your hand over your heart? Come on, would you say, Jesus, I invite you in. No matter what happens in my life, I choose to worship you. Now, come on, your own words. What are you thankful for? Come on, this past week we were thankful for some things. Right now, just in your own words, would you just tell Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your son. Come on. We bless your name.
we're a church that believes in, in the gifts of the Spirit this morning. We believe that God is in heaven and he, and he so desires to speak to his people. So right now, we're just going to leave opportunity right now. If you feel you have a word from the Lord, you can share it at this time. this place. God, we surrender to you this morning, God. We don't pretend to have things all under control, God. There are some things that, not even ourselves, that may cause us to run away and be afraid, but God, we return to you this morning. Come on, right now, would you just surrender unto the Lord? Would you just surrender into his Holy Spirit? It's not the goosebumps this morning that's drawing you closer. It's the Spirit of God. He's working on your heart. He's tugging on your heart this morning. Would you let him in? Come on, would you surrender to him this morning? We surrender to you right now, God. It's in your presence, Lord.
before the Lord this morning. He is in this room. He is here knocking on the door of your heart. If you don't know him, he wants you to know him. If you already have a relationship with him, he wants you to get closer. I just want us all in this room to get hungry for the presence of God this morning because he is the reason why we gather together. He is the reason why we lift up our hands and we lift up our voices in adoration and we give praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So as we sing that song together, as Adam and the band lead us, I want you to experience the fullness of God, all of his joy, all of his peace, his power, his salvation, his freedom and forgiveness is for you. So I want you to forget about your week. I want you for, to forget about yesterday. And I want you to think about Jesus, the King of Kings, the creator of heaven and earth. Woo! Jesus, be glorified. Come on, let's sing it all together. Jesus for the cross this morning I want us to turn to our attention to somebody in our life there is somebody that you know in your family your friends your neighbors that do not know Jesus and I want us to take this time this attitude of prayer and worship I want us to lift up our voices and intercede for the lost this morning and I want us to just think about the one there is at least one person that you can cry out to the Lord for by name and say, Jesus, they have to know you. Jesus, show them your salvation. Jesus, make yourself real to my mother. Jesus, make yourself real to my son. So in the attitude of prayer this morning, as I lead out in prayer for my sister, I want you to join with me and pray for that one that you need Jesus to touch this morning because it will not be in their own strength. It will be the power of God. Jesus, we lift up our friends and our families to you right now. I personally lift up my sister Vicki and I speak salvation over her life. I pray, Jesus, that you would arrest her in the spirit. I pray, oh God, that she would fall to her knees. 
repentance before a holy God so that you could save her, so that you could redeem her life. Oh, Jesus, we cry out for our sons and our daughters, for our mothers and our fathers, and we say, Jesus, your arm is not too short to save. It is not too short to save. So we believe in the salvation of our families and our friends. We believe in the salvation of whole cities, of whole nations, God, coming and bowing their knees before you. In Jesus' mighty name, let's sing that song one more time. Let the fullness of your spirit, and I want you to think about your one person that you just prayed for being saturated with the glory of God. Right now, Jesus, all over my sister, all over our daughters, all over our sons, wherever they are. Jesus, release your fullness, oh God, of healing, freedom, deliverance. Jesus, we bless your name this morning. We thank you that you hold all things in your hand. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for the cross. We thank you that you died and rose again, God, so that we could have a relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? We are alive. We are well to worship him. He is worthy of our praise. Amen. You guys can look to your neighbor, to your left, and to your right, and just say, welcome to Metro Praise this morning. It is so good to see you. We also want to take this time, as we transition into the service, that we will be dismissing King's Kids. So all the children, 10 years old and younger, can be dismissed at this time. If you could make your way over to the sound booth area, Christina Pillman, if you could raise your hand, she will take all the children back so that they could have a great time with the Lord this morning. Amen. It is so good to see you this morning at Metro Praise. Welcome. We are so happy to have all these families and friends that are here for this special service today. My name is Nancy Wyrostek. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm going to preach to you the message of the gospel. And if I had to put a title on it, the title of my message would be, You Must Believe. And it is found in the book of John, and all of you guys are going to know this. It's John 3.16. And many of you are probably saying, you know what, I memorized that. I know that in my mind. I don't got to turn to the Bible. It is a very popular Bible verse. My two- and three-year-old daughters actually have this memorized. It's a very popular Bible verse in Sunday school as we grow up, and it's a very dear uh, scripture that as Christians we hold dear to our heart and I want to share this with you this morning John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him 
shall not perish, but have eternal life. And if you are in this place this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you did at one point and you fell away, I want you to have this scripture resonate in your heart that number one, you must believe that God loves you. He loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus. So number one thing is you must believe in the love of God. We are his creation. We didn't, involve from, we didn't evolve from monkeys. We didn't become something out of nothing. God created you in his image. The Bible says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made in our mother's womb. So this morning, no matter what lies have been told to you, no matter what else you have heard contrary to the Bible, God loves you. And he loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus on this earth, fully God and fully man, to take our place on that cross to die for the sins of the whole world, for your sins and for my sins. We must believe that this morning in order to have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. He came so that if we believed in him, we would not perish but have eternal life. And what that means is that there is a life after death. There is a place where we will spend eternity this morning. We are not promised tomorrow. The end of our life will come and we will either perish in the lake of fire or we will live eternally in heaven with Jesus. So my challenge to you this morning is that you must believe in Jesus, that he came to die on the cross because he loved us so much that he would want us to spend eternity with him in heaven. Amen? If you can stand up to your feet with me this morning, if you were compelled by this message and you feel Jesus tugging on your heart, I want you to know that he is calling your name it is time to leave the world behind. It is time for you to stop trying to do things in your own strength and in your own way. Today is a day for salvation. And if you want to respond and you need prayer, I have two prayer workers right over here to my right, your left, David and Leilani, and they will be willing to pray for you a prayer of salvation. And if you have a desire to join our discipleship, and learn about God and understand how to grow in intimacy with him, they will be there during the fellowship time to pray with you. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you that your word is true, and we thank you, Jesus, that you came to take our place on that cross so that we can have everlasting life. And I pray that right now, Jesus, you would convict hearts of sin, your word says that it is your loving kindness that draws all men unto repentance. And so I pray that right now that we would snatch souls out of the fire, God. I pray, Lord God, if they're going the wrong way, that they would turn around and start going the right way. And it is your way, God. I pray that today that the fear of the Lord would be in our hearts and that we would desire, God, to follow your commands. And it is not by our will, God, you make this possible. All we have to do is believe. We must choose you this morning. And I pray, God, that you would do the work in the hearts and lives of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to take some time right now to recite our confession of faith. We do that as the body of Christ because we want to make a declaration of our Christian worldview. 
So you can follow with me by reading on the screen, but I do want to take some time out right now. If you could lift up your hand if you want our ushers to pass out a piece of paper for you to follow. If you want a piece of paper in your hand, just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and our ushers will see you if you need one. We won't be in a hurry. We'll take some time right now for everybody to get one. Amen. So on the count of three, we will recite this together. One, two, three. I believe in one God and creator who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father who so loved the world, the Son who purchased my salvation in his death, burial, and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus and the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the United Church of Jesus Christ, built upon the apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind. It is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone, and for the glory of God alone. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap. Have some time of fun and fellowship. And if you need prayer, please see our leaders this morning. Amen. Many men, there's a lot of people here. Please take your time, greet each other, love on each other this morning. We're so thankful that you are here. Welcome to Metro Praise International. 
It is so awesome, such a uh, privileged blessing to have you here this morning. I'm looking around, and I know it's a special service, but we're seeing some new faces, and it's always good to see new faces in this house. So we want to say welcome. This is our Sunday morning service every Sunday. Somebody say every Sunday. Do they take a break? No, 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 we don't take a break. We love worshiping. Every Sunday, 10 a.m., here at this location, we come together as a body and worship Jesus Christ. We get into worship. We get in the word. It's a great time. And we're so happy to see some new faces. Happy to have you here. If you've been coming for the last few years, thank you. Amen. Um, we got some cool things. We want to give you guys some announcements of what's going on. This Wednesday, we're having a family fun night. Okay, and it's actually a theme. It's the Lorax, and it's going to be a pajama party. Now, if you guys are older, probably... 30 plus, and you've been thinking, like, man, I haven't had pajamas in a while. I never wore them out in public. Maybe you're thinking about this. Maybe you don't. Well, you know, this is the opportunity you get to come with your family. The whole entire family dresses up in pajamas, and we're watching the movie Lorax, and guess what? It's free. All right? You don't have to pay. We're not going to do anything. It's free. Popcorn. A good time with the family this Wednesday, the 28th at 7 p.m., okay? So we want you guys to come on out. Someone say, I'm coming. I know you got to come down. You got to come down, okay? You said it. Keep your word. No liars. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And also, Friday, how can I forget about Friday? Every Friday at 7 o'clock, our Elevate service. Elevate! Okay, that was good. That was good. Actually, this Friday, since we're on the topic of special themes, we're having a rapper from City Lights. Uh, he gave his life to the Lord. He used to be in the mainstream uh, rap industry, and God did a 180, just switched it around, and he's coming, performing for us. We're leaving it open to everyone. Other churches are going to be showing up, so please come on by this Friday at 7 p.m. Just a quick announcement. Um, some little doodiddles every year. Around the time of winter, January, we go out to our winter retreat. Someone make some noise for the winter retreat. Now, now the winter retreat is always something for us, like a spiritual emphasis. We come together and we have a good time, just enjoy each other's fellowship. But God always does something in these retreats. People come up like, man, I got saved. Man, God did something. He healed me, touched my life. My family's coming to church now. Just an awesome time. We want you guys to come on out. The information, if you want to find out more about it, it's on the website, Metro Praise Inter MPI Church, um, org, And you can also uh, check out the Facebook. Some of the information, $50 uh, for adults and $35 for the children if they're under two years old. They're F-R-E-E -E free. So we want you guys to come on up. We'll be making sure that we'll be putting on Facebook, tagging you in it, and letting you guys know about it because we want you to come. Amen, amen. Also, just a quick little announcement. We have Pastor Anthony Freeman in the house. Let's make some noise. Give it up for him. Bishop, he's in the back. He's bringing the word, and he's also doing the ordination. Such a blessing to have him here this morning. Amen. Um, here at this church, Metro Praise International, we have a vision, all right, and it's from the Bible, it's not something we're making up, we came together as a church and say, hey, what do we want our church to be about, hey, let's do this, and we're making up stuff, no, it's, it's found in the word of God, and our vision is to love God and to love people, that's what we're here for, we want to love God in our worship and praise, and then love you guys, and then guess what you guys do, do the same, amen, and the way we go about that here at this church, we have a strategy, somebody say strategy, now, our strategies are very specific. We have three parts of it. It's connect, mentor, and send. And our connect part, the main thing is connect to Jesus. 
Amen. You want to get um, saved. You want to get born again. Give your life back to Jesus and have a relationship with God. And also one of the things that we do here, we connect you into life groups. Amen. Because sometimes you're not going to know about Jesus unless someone tells you about the gospel. Amen. You're not going to walk one day. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. People bring the word. God uses people. And so one way we do that is in our life group, we have a lesson and series that we're going on. It's called the Truth Project. We're getting in some deep truths of the gospel. And it's challenging us what we believe, how we see the word of God. It's just a good time to come together, have some munchies, talk about the word, and just enjoy each other's company. Amen. Amen. So that's what we're doing in our Connect Place. Somebody say mentor. Amen. That's what we're about. Jesus, when he was here on this earth, guess what he was doing? He was making disciples. He was mentoring people. And we do that here in our church through two phases. We have a one-on-one book here. Where if you give your life to Jesus, man, I don't know what it's about. I want to know how to get, like, saved and, and do all of it. We have it right here. Seven sim- simple steps. And here's our two-in-one book as well. If you guys want more information, talk to a life group leader. Some of the things that we're going about. Amen. And then our goal here in the church is that we send you out. And I got it down this time. Last week I messed it up. This time I got it. Our goal is 100,000 disciples with 50 churches here in Chicago and 500 around the world. If you guys believe we can do it, say amen. Amen, 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 amen. We're going to prepare to give our tithes and offering right now. And uh, I just want to encourage you this morning. You know, this past weekend was Thanksgiving. Everybody was coming together just enjoying family time. And then the day after was was Black Friday. This is where everybody, it's like a, it's become a national holiday. Everybody wakes up early in the morning, way in the cold, and it was raining, way in the cold and rain, to get something on sale. And so one of the things I want to encourage you guys is in an economic hard time and just trials that you may be facing is to turn your attention to the Lord. Amen. I want to share this verse. It's, it's blessed is the man. It's found in Psalms 44. It says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. I don't encourage you this morning. You may be going through some hard times. You don't trust in the money. You don't trust in the objects that you have. Your trust is in God. Amen. The things that we put, you know, we can make with our own hand, that, that can do nothing for you. But if your trust is in the Lord, believing that he'll provide for you, that he'll meet your needs, he's going to bless you. Amen. You guys can stand to your feet. Here at the church, we want to encourage you that you're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Come on, we'll say that again. You're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Some ways that you can give to Metro Praise if you believe in what God is doing here in this church. We have some cool ways, online giving. If, if you prefer that, if you say, hey, I don't got checks, cash, I do it online. We got some cool ways to do it. Quick pay through Chase for those who have Chase. Amen. We want to read this scripture this morning. This comes from Luke 6:38. on the count of three. Everyone on the count of three. I'm going to count, then we say amen. So nice and loud on three. One, two. Hold on a second. We messed up last week. Hold on. Let's start with Luke 6:38, and then we do it, okay? So Luke 6:38, Give. Here we go. Press down and shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. But with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a God that provides, that you watch over us, that you care for us, God. And God, during these times, God, we pray, God, that you would bless every family, every person with financial opportunities, God, so they can be a blessing unto your church. 
God, we pray, God, that you would open up the floodgates, God, meet their needs, God. For those who are going through hard times, God, we encourage them and we pray for them in Jesus' name. God, bless the tithe. Bless what you're doing here in this church. We love you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, say amen. Come on up as you give this morning, this morning. Amen. Amen. How many are glad to be in the presence of the Lord? Can I get a woo-woo? Amen. So good to see you here. You know it ain't a normal Sunday when I come dressed like this. Amen. Come on. You know it ain't a normal Sunday. This is like my favorite Sunday out of all the Sundays. Let me tell you why. We started this church over seven years ago. My wife and I in our little apartment on Addison and Pulaski seven and a half years ago. We had a dream that we would make disciples that make disciples. I've asked my brother to keep that strategy up there because that was our heart. You know, I had been a part of a great church, loved it, did good things there. You know, we saw a lot of people show up. I remember doing events, you know, three, four, or 500 people uh, coming out, preaching to the crowds. But God in that house that we were in gave us a very specific vision. He said, make disciples. And I said, Jesus, how do I do it? He said, look at my life. Look what I did. So I saw he connected with people. He said, Peter, you've been fishing, but I want to make you a fisher of men. Come and follow me. And then he began to mentor them. As he was with them, he began to teach them. He began to say, Peter, this is how you look at life. You don't cut off people's ears. You forgive. You turn the other cheek. And then at the end of his three years with them, dead, buried, resurrected as Lord and Savior, Matthew 28, his last words were, you go out and make disciples now. So what did he do? He connected with them on the shores of Galilee. He spent three years pouring in his life to them and his teachings. And then he said, you guys go. I'm sending you to do the same. Seven and a half years ago, my wife and I started that painstaking process. It's not easy. It's easy to preach. It's easy to wear a suit. Trust me, I have one. See, I got it on today. Some of y'all didn't think I had one. Yeah, I have. It's easy to do that. It's easy to kind of show up to the, the church and just throw out the goodies on Sunday. How many want to be blessed? Say yeah. How many want to have a penthouse? Say yeah. Come on, how many want a million dollars? Slap your neighbor silly and say it's coming your way. You got a million dollars coming your way. How many want to go to heaven? Say yeah. Streets of gold like you've never seen before. It's your best life now. Every day's a Friday. You can always succeed. You'll never fail. Look at your neighbor and say, gosh darn it, I'm a winner. Oh, it was a hard journey because that wasn't the message that Jesus said. He said stuff like, pick up your cross. Pick up your execution chair and follow me. Deny yourself. Deny myself. It's all, I thought it was all about me. 
And so we started just witnessing on the streets, started to go out to the neighborhoods. A few months later, we came into this facility. It looked nothing like it looked now. It was an old dollar store. Before that, it was a restaurant. And we just started making disciples. Well, about five years ago, some key players came in to the church. And they said, Pastor, I want to be a disciple. They not only just said that, they then said, I want to make my life's passion to make disciples. They joined the Bible college. The Bible college. This is not the Bible study, Sunday school. You know, Noah built the ark. Moses got the ten. Okay, you passed. You got it. Be a pastor. No, it wasn't Sunday school. Bible college. Term papers. Long tests. Are you guys tracking with me? Giving Moody a run for their money, a spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking Bible college, amen? Like Moody, but with the boom shakalaka. President of that Bible college is here. Let's give it up for the president of SUM, former days. That was my president. Master's degree from AGTS, Assembly of God Theological Seminary. We don't play, come on. They took that call on to their life. And today we're honoring for the first time, everybody say the first time. The first time in the history of Metro Praise International ever pastoral elders. See, in our church, we believe in elders and deacons. Just turn quickly to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 is why our church does what we do. We do not uh, look down upon the title of pastor. That's a term of endearment. You, you may call me your pastor, Amen. Uh, you may do that. Uh, I, I have no problem with that. But you'll never find that term in the Bible before somebody's name. You'll never see Pastor Paul hanging out with Pastor Peter. Okay? When you look to 1 Timothy chapter 3, the way the church structured its leadership was through elders and deacons. If you're in 1 Timothy chapter 3, can you say I'm there? It will be on the screen for you as well. Verse 1, here is a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, bishop, elder, it's all the same word or interchangeable. It says he desires a noble task. Now the overseer, the leader, must be above reproach, and it names all these things he or she must do. And then continue on to verse 8. Deacons, likewise, are to be men worthy of respect. Elders, deacons, overseers, deacons, leaders, deacons. The word elder, overseer simply means somebody in charge. The word deacon simply means somebody helping. This is the way it was set up in the Bible. Read through the book of Acts, okay? Let's turn to Titus chapter 1 quickly. We understand that churches can make up titles, popes, cardinals, and all of these things. But in the Bible, there's really only two positions in the church, elder and deacon. Some of you are thinking, Pastor, what about the five-fold ministry, apostles, prophets? Apostles are giving thumbs up, thumbs down to the church. Prophets are pointing out the sins in the church. The evangelists reaching out, touching people. The pastor married to the church and the teacher cleaning out the hard-to-reach places so we can hear the word of God. What about the five-fold ministry? Elders and deacons take them and whoop the devil and knock him out with it. Amen? That's why they call it the five-fold ministry, baby. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, knock the devil out. But these men and women are elders and deacons in their office. Their giftings come from those fivefold ministry gifts, but their office, everybody say their office, or position. Somebody say position. 
their position as elder or deacon. When you look to Titus chapter 1, verse 5, Paul is speaking now to another man. Before it was Timothy, his spiritual son, and this is being demonstrated before you now. Uh, Brother Anthony is like a Paul, and I am like a Timothy. Or I am like a Titus, and he is Paul. Either way, there's somebody over me, and he's instructed me 16 years, the same pastor. Can I get an amen? Amen integrity and check. In a day and age when ministers can't keep uh, their integrity in check, by God's grace, he's done it 30 plus years, 16 years. Can I get a whoop whoop for Jesus? Come on, we're happy about that. The reason I left you in Crete or Chicago, as we might say, was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint what in every town? Elders in every town, as I directed you, and he continues on. So today, we're doing some ordinations. We've got some deacons we're going to be ordaining. That means they're going to be helping and serving in the church. We have some governing elders we're going to be ordaining. That, that means they're not leading and preaching and teaching, but they're leading in life groups and helping make decisions. And then, for the first time ever at Metro Praise, we're going to ordain the pastoral elders. And what we're saying by that term in there is these are the elders that are in charge. Are you guys with me? Amen. So, Brother Anthony, would you come forward, please? Let's give it up for Pastor Freeman as he comes. As Pastor greets you, just a few moments to share the importance of this. We're going to ask that the, uh, the ordination papers would come forward, please. And, uh, Pastor, just share your heart a little bit. He's been with us from day one. It was under his guidance that I started this church. I didn't know what to do after I resigned from working at another church in Chicago. We were winning some souls. Thank you. And uh, he had said, Brother, those souls you have, start discipling them. And can I tell you today, those souls are still in the church today after seven and a half years. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house, and this is a great day. When I'm here with you today, I'm so thankful for what God is doing in this place. This is an act of God. And that's really, from beginning to end, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's doing it right here in Chicago. We're so thankful for Pastor Joe, Pastor Nancy, and uh, their leadership over this church, their gifting and what God has called them to do. And we're so thankful for the men and women who, have, uh, who God has called faithful to appoint to the ministry. And that's what Apostle Paul says, that he counted me faithful in putting me in the ministry. So these people that come here today, they have proven themselves to be faithful, and we are ordaining them in the sight of God and before your witness this morning. God bless you. Amen. Praise. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for praise for that? Come on, praise him. And let me just say this for all of you who have been with us for some time or new, this is not a click. Everyone is welcome to join by joining the vision. Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, you're next. Amen. We're going to start with our deacons now. Christopher Pittman, would you come?
I would just like to encourage them here today, each individual, just for a few moments. Uh, Christopher, uh, we just love you so much. We remember, I remember the first time that you came. I had met you right outside of this building. Uh, and you just shared your heart to want to get closer to God and really just serve him with everything in your heart. And uh, these last couple of years have just been amazing, watching you get married to Monique and loving the Lord. And would you guys do me a favor, step out of the, uh, the purple light because you don't look like aliens on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? There we go. Uh, don't be shy, they won't bite. And I just, just want to say, man, you being married and, and coming into the fullness of manhood and just taking care of your life and family. I'm just so impressed with that, man. I just want to say keep it up. The best is yet to come. And, and what God has done through you, uh, to you, he's going to do through you. Amen. Can we just bless the Lord for uh, Chris today? Amen. Deanna is an SUM student that was one to the Lord in our youth group. And Deanna, I remember uh, them telling me that there was this new youth that they just got from Lane Tech, and she was really cool, and I had, you know, had to meet her, and uh, she was a little sassy, yeah. <laughs> and I remember meeting you out there in the back parking lot, and it was just like your heart for God was so pure, I could just tell. And then there was uh, a time about four years ago, I was going through a tough time in my life, and there was, uh, you know, a prophetic word, and God gave it to you, like we had a prophecy here earlier. Earlier, and God gave it to you, and it was for me. And I said, oh, there's something so special about this young girl that she would have a word for the pastor and that uh, she didn't even know, but it was for me that day. You went to SUM. You graduated. You're pursuing your master's in SUM. You're now leading the evangelism team at Wicker Park, a part of that team. We are so proud of you. Let's give it up for Deanna. Amen. Amen. Cynthia Hernandez, you are just amazing, outstanding. She even made her own certificate. She is the administrator. We could not live without her. Everybody needs to give more money in the offering so we can pay her 100000 a year. She's an SUM graduate, uh, just, you know, really serving the Lord in so many ways. And every day, whether it's a little email from you, a Facebook reminder, or you working in the youth group, it just reminds me how awesome you are. And we can't do this without you. She is our administrator, and anything you ever need, she will help you times a million. Amen. Let's give it up for Cynthia. Amen. Would you all just take a couple more steps this way? Those that are here present, uh, elders, would you come and just lay your hands? Some of the, the lady elders, deacons, let's just stand behind them. Congregation, place your hands uh, towards them. Would you grab the oil back there, Berto? And Brother Anthony, would you now lead us in prayer as we anoint them? We'll just tip the cap a little bit there, man. I don't want to ruin your due, but come on this side. Amen. Okay, Pastor, I'll uh, anoint them, and if you could pray for them. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful today. We rejoice, Lord God, in what you're doing. God, we commission these men and women, Lord God, today, Lord, as deacons, Father, and we just pray, Lord God, that your anointing would be upon them, Lord, as Stephen was called a man full of the Holy Spirit and power and faithful, Lord God. So, Lord, that your faithfulness, God, will be shown in these individuals here, but also your might and your power, God, that they would be mighty in your church, Lord God, that even in their service to you, Lord God, that you would anoint them to do mighty exploits for you, Lord 
Lord God, that men and women and children will come to know you and enter into the kingdom of light, Lord God, from the kingdom of darkness because of their testimony and their ministry, God. Now we anoint them, Lord, right now, God, and we commission them to do the work that you have called them to do. And all God's people said, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on. Amen. As they're finding their way back to their seats, we have in our church the opportunity for everybody to be a deacon. What that means, a helper. Everybody can help. You look at Acts chapter 7. That's right. Bible scholar always get. I always get him. See, I had to look to him. He's getting honored today. This is the man. This is the Bible scholar in the house. Is everybody appreciative of him? Can we give it up? Jared Walker. If I want to know a scripture on the fly, I just go to him. Come on. Acts 6 says the deacons actually just took care of the tables. Like they helped feed the poor. They, you know, did uh, the, the things that no one else really wanted to do, but they did it with honor. I want us to make sure that you understand that they're not uh, here to be this kind of a waiter. Hey, come do this or do this. But we need to understand they're servants of the Lord. Amen. So if you ever need help, find a deacon. They're going to help you. Now, when a deacon, uh, when they graduate 201 class and, they, and everybody starts as a deacon, then they have the opportunity to start leading a life group. And if they lead their life group consistently over time, they will then get appointed to a governing elder. And so today, we want to promote today David and Monica Montez. Let's give it up for them, who are going from deacons to governing elders. Is Monica in the back with the children? Oh, Dito. You're going to have to hold two. We ask you to heal her in Jesus' name. David, we appreciate you and your wife and what you've done. You've been outstanding. David also is on our financial committee. And uh, there is a lot of good fruit around here that has been touched by your life in your life group. I look at our friends over here. Kay and her family have been touched. Can we give it up for Kay and her family? Amen. And those that go to his life group have verified that you can see the testimony in his life. I know we got some new friends over here. Brother Steve, can you verify that he's done well and led his life group well? Amen. And that is what we're honoring today. We're saying that the deacon who has now served well has set his heart as being an elder, and we are giving him that promotion today. And I know you'll let your wife know we appreciate her. Uh, Monica does all of our graphic arts, all the logos, everything you see here, the design on the website. So let's just bless the Lord for her as well. Amen. Going to anoint you with oil, Pastor. Will you come and pray for this awesome man of God and his family and his little baby is John David. Father, we thank you for David and Monica, Lord God. We lift them up, Lord God, for their child, Father. Right now, we thank you for your healing touch over this family, Lord. But we thank you today that they're standing, Lord God, here receiving, Lord, this appointment, Lord. Uh, Lord, anoint them, God, to continue the work you've called them to do, Lord God. Use them mightily, Lord God. Lord God, use them, Lord, to reach 
their community, Father, in the name of Jesus. Anoint them with the giftings that they need, God, to accomplish the task that you've sent them forth to do. And God, we pray your blessing upon it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on, church. We pray your blessing upon it in Jesus' name right now, God. Multiply, Lord God. Let other life groups be birthed out of this life group, Lord God. Other leaders be birthed out of this life group in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And now we are going to what has been never done in our church as we've appointed elders over time. We are now appointing the highest level pastoral elder, which means these are the leaders of our church. And as they come, I want to tell you what position they are doing so that when you need them, you'll know who to go to. Because sending all your texts, emails, and phone calls to me, you will not be a happy camper, okay? Because I will not get back to you. And you'll be like, he doesn't love me. Listen to me. The devil is a liar, okay? Get out of your pity patty party. And let me explain this to you. I love you so much, I've spent seven and a half years of my life raising up all of these pastors to take care of you. If you don't like it, I get happy when I say it. I get happy. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Adam Uriel Nieves. Enjoy his worship today. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? Amen. Adam is the pastoral elder over our youth department here at Reese Park. If any parent has any questions about teenagers or what's going on in the life of teenagers here, Pastor, everybody say Pastor. Pastor Adam is your person. This man has served the Lord diligently. He has passed his tests in Bible college, and he has worked with me, and he's still saved. I'm a tough guy to work for, amen? Let you talk just like that. No more of the stories. But it's tough sometimes. So when we say, hey, go see Pastor Adam, we're not blowing you off. We're not saying that, you know, you know we don't love you. What we're saying, this is the best of the best. Amen. And just as Brother Anthony remembers when I used to be about that thin, uh, you know, they say, what's the difference between a senior pastor and a youth pastor? About 40 pounds. That's, that's the difference, okay? And uh, he remembers when I was this age and kind of that skinny, right? Not that good looking, but kind of that skinny. And he would send people to me in the Bible college and he would say, Joe, Pastor Joe is the one you go to for when warriors dream. He's in charge of our youth group, and we want to honor him with that same respect. If you're going to do that, can you say amen and bless the Lord? Amen. I'll call up the couples together. Uh, Ediberto Goivea and Griselda Goivea. What you have here is what we call our campus pastors. Everything to do with marriage counseling. Pastor, my marriage is going through a hard time. Pastor Berto and Pastor Gaselda. Let's say Pastor Berto, Pastor Gaselda. 
that's who you're going to. You're saying, Pastor, there's been a funeral. There's been a death in my family, Pastor Berto and Griselda. My hamster has died, and I'm freaking out, man. Pastor Berto and Griselda. I need a million dollars to pay my bills. Pastor Berto and Griselda. I'm a redheaded stepchild. I feel alone at night, and I have tremors when I eat pizza. Pastor Berto and Griselda. They are the campus pastors. Anytime I need to get involved, they will bring it to me. Does everybody understand that? They are the filter for the church. And Pastor Anthony will also confirm that when I started my first church, moving from a youth pastor to a senior pastor, I was a single man. I was younger than them, wasn't married, didn't have children, only had an associate degree. They have a bachelor's, and I had never worked in a church longer than five years. They've been faithful here for five years. But yet, because I was faithful, he said, adults, families, listen to Pastor Joe. I want you to respect them as much as you would me and even more so. Because when I started as an adult pastor, I was 22 years old with a two-year degree, only being in church for three years, wasn't married, no children. They have more than what I had. Do you understand? I want to say this. I want to be a little tough, but I want to say it in love. It's a good time. But I want to say it in love. When you say something like, they're not good enough, I need you, you have just insulted me with the highest insult. You have, you, you have insulted me with the highest insult because what you have told me is when I had half of what they had, I wasn't married, I was younger than them, 22, had no children, had not been faithful in the church for more than about three years, and you're saying that they're not good enough now, you would have never listened to me as your pastor back then. Is that the truth, Brother Anthony? That is the truth. So when we say you're going through marriage problems, and sincerely we're meaning you, you got some problems, please, Make an appointment with Pastor Berto and Griselda. That is not us blowing you off. Okay, because I've gotten people offended over these years, and we're setting it straight right now uh, over this last year as they've been my interns because before we appoint them, we wanted them to practice it out with training wheels, you know. And, and some people said, Pastor, you know, I've been coming to this church, and I'm older, and I expect to see you. The devil is a liar. I have spent years with these men and women. They are my counselors. They are my accountability. And so when we say you have a marriage problem, you, you're going through something, your mom's 70 years old and she needs to talk to somebody, these are our counselors in-house. These are the people who will walk with you through those situations. And if this man needs to get involved, they will come to me and go, Pastor, got some questions. How do I work through this kind of a marriage difficulty or deal with this season in somebody's life? Are you all listening to me? So if you cannot submit to them as your pastors, as you do to me, there's two more churches right down the road that you can check out after this service. Are you listening to me? Because these are my pastors here. I said that because, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. We dealt with a little bit of that, and we don't want to take away that celebration. We want to honor them. Amen? Praise God. Let's give it a hand clap for them. Say amen if you agree. It's all right. We're still having fun. Got a little preachy up here. I just, I just, I mean, I defend them to death. I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I can't get into details, but I'm seeing some ministries right now suffer lack of integrity, and I'm watching how hard these people have worked, and I'm dealing with emails and stuff, and it just breaks my heart in a million pieces. Okay, let's get on past that to the good stuff. Amen. Amen. Yes, you guys are going to have to kind of like crowd up in there. No one have you line up right here. You guys are awesome. Okay, Jared W. Walker and Sue Ellen Walker, would you come, please?
such a beautiful couple right here. Let me start with Jared. Jared was won to the Lord by street evangelism in this neighborhood a little over five years ago. Gave his heart to Jesus, said he wanted to go into ministry, fulfilled the call of God in ministry, and has become one of the sharpest Bible students that I have ever met in my 16 years of serving the Lord. He writes prolific blogs on our, on our blogs. One of his blogs got picked up by another agency, and we were reading it to the tune of maybe 100 to 200 people would check out our blog. This other agency found his blog and published it to a bigger crowd. It had over 1,000 reads and likes. Let's give it up for a scholar in the house. Amen. He oversees evangelism. Amen. So Pastor Jared oversees evangelism. Everybody say, Pastor Jared. Thank you. So anything to do with evangelism, reaching out, that's the person you want to see. He's taking on projects all the time. One of the projects he just started taking on was going to the abortion clinic. What a heart for him to do that. Also, he oversees our 201 discipleship class that meets here Sunday mornings. The most uh, uh, trusted place where I could put a teacher. These are the people who are soon to be our leaders in the church. I trust him emphatically. Everybody say emphatically. I trust him emphatically. He is sound in his doctrine. When he has a question about how to interpret something, he knows the tools to use and when he gets, uh, you know, hits a dead end, a block like I do all the time, I can go to Pastor Freeman, he goes to me and we work through it together. So any Bible question that you have, anything that's a Bible difficulty, understanding the scripture, this is your pastor to go to. This is the one to see. Anything with evangelism, ideas, reaching out the college campuses, touching and reaching out people's lives, this new ideas, creative ideas, you know, this is the pastor. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. we got to remember, seven years in the making. Seven years, right? This is how long we've been waiting for these days. It's an awesome day for me. How long have you been a part of this? It's about five and a half? Five years. Five years. That's how long. I had to wait two years just for him to show up. Amen. Had to wait for you to get saved, and then five years, and you are here. And working, I, I want to say this again, Teen Challenge has hired him to be in charge of uh, student development because it's a drug and alcohol rehab. M many of them, it's not teens, many of them are adults, and they trust him to disciple and train them there. Very impressive. And then Sue Ellen, his beautiful wife, who just had a baby, Jeremiah, that's being held by Grandma right there. Hi. <laughs> Come on. Sue Ellen came to this church around the same time, maybe about a year earlier, six years, about a, so six years altogether, right? And she instantly had a heart of passion for the ministry, studying her Bible, going through the 101, 201. I mean, back then the books were made out of just a printing paper. We didn't even have the 201 finished. She was faithful to do it. But we instantly saw that she had a passion for children. Everybody say Children. Amen. So Pastor Susie has been in charge of King's Kids ever since that I think she started coming. We're just like, man, we trust you with these kids. Come on and do it. And like for four and five years she's been doing it. She was like the only intern that was already in her job. You know, it's just like we just recognize, like, of course. And she is your go-to person. Anything you want to know about nursery and uh, the programs that we're doing, Royal Rangers and Impact on Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday school, what they're being taught, the lessons, the curriculums, this is our children's pastor. She graduated SU in Bible college. She's working hard in the ministry with her husband, and they are a dynamic duo. Can you say Pastor Susie? Amen. Amen. All right. Now, this group right here, which I want to, can you all just line up right here, please? 
Amen. Just line up shoulder to shoulder. This group right here is what we call the Reese Park Campus Elders. You all understand? This is Reese Park right here. This is, this is it. This is our evangelism pastor, children's pastor, campus pastor in charge of counseling and adult ministries, and our youth pastor. Can you now stand to your feet and bless the Lord for these awesome men and women of God? <laughs> elders, would you come around them? Would you guys take a step forward? And elders, would you come behind them? Brother Anthony, I'm going to anoint them with oil. And would you pray that God would use them mightily in their ministries? Father, we just thank you, God, right now, God, for what you have done. For the calling of men and women is a precious thing, Lord. By wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, its rooms are filled with precious things. Nothing more precious than a man or woman fulfilling your call upon their life, God. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've vouchsafed, you've entrusted them with your call, Father. And we pray, God, your anointing upon them, the giftings that they need to preach the word, to be instant in season, out of season, to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, Lord God. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but they're going to look for those things that scratch their itching ears, Lord God. But Lord, you've entrusted them to do the work of the ministry, to keep their head at all times, Lord, that, to make full proof of their ministry, to do the work of an evangelist, Lord God. And, Lord God, that they would submit to you in their life, Lord, as they serve you, Lord God. And your anointing is upon them, Lord God. Lord, to shake this community for Jesus Christ and to shake nations for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You all may be seated. Thank you. How many know we take that vision seriously to make some disciples? Amen. That's what you're witnessing today. Amen. We now want to honor those in our Reese Park campus that have also done the same in their service to the Lord. Eliezer Hernandez and Lilani Hernandez, will you come please? How precious this couple is to me. Lilani was one of the first youth that were one to the Lord here as a teenager in this neighborhood. She came via a friend, I believe the second week. Second week of this church having a youth group, she came. Her heart was so precious. She faced various temptations. Some of her friends didn't want to go with God. Some of them came and left, but she stayed. Then when SUM started, she said, I want to be in ministry. I want to do what I've seen you and your wife do. She went to SUM Bible College, graduated with a three-year degree. And when we came to start the Reese Park campus, and we thought, who could be our youth pastor there her and her husband came to mind. Would you give it up for Pastor Lilani? Pastor Lilani and a prophetic gift to lead worship and to minister unto the Lord in song. And then Eliezer, who I like to call Alejandro. Eli, 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 Alejandro. My man. What's the difference between a youth pastor and a senior pastor? Come on, 40 pounds. Don't they look so good? I remember when Ellie came, he came from another church. There was some hurt, some frustration, some things that, you know, lack of integrity at another place. And 
for him to trust me, it took some time, and uh, Ricky and I just began to kind of bring him into the fold, and I began to see him just open up and begin to share his passion, and one thing that I instantly began to know about Ellie is that he was consistent. That if Ellie gave his word, man, he was going to show up. And then as well, he saw the call of Bible college. He went to it. He met his wife there. Amen. Got married. Give it up for that. He made some, scored some points there. Everybody say, Pastor Ellie. Amen. And when it came time to pick that couple, I saw him and Lilani as the creme de la creme to send them to Wicker Park. And at that time, they only had four or five youth that were even close to that neighborhood that they could say, hey, come on Friday nights. We're going to have a youth group. You know, it was like four or five of them there. But he began with his wife to go out door to door, knocking on the houses, passing out the flyers, going to the park. They've had outreaches with as many as 15, 20 kids showing up on Friday nights. Can we give it up for Jesus? More than tripled in the last year. And I always say to him, man, do you want to do more of these things, more of these things, you know, more of a budget to these, you know, do these like creative ideas. And he's always like, man, I just want to make disciples. I just want to make disciples because that's what's changed in my life. And I want to give that to others. Can we give it up for Pastor Ellie? Amen. And then now, last but not least, Pastor Christopher J. Vitali and Vanessa M. Vitali, would you come? They have been such a testimony to what God can do. All the rest of the people you saw today, we've seen saved here, raised up, and then sent out. But Pastor Chris and them are unique, and Vanessa, because they came from another ministry already saved. I think Ellie claims to be saved, but I think he was half saved. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Half kid. Anyways. They came from another church, and believe it or not, another similar story, lack of integrity, couldn't really trust ministry, but their heart was so good, and they were like kind of testing the water, and I just remember Vanessa, because they were single at that time, came to the youth group that I was leading, and she was just on her knees, just bawling out to God, and I literally said in my heart, not jealous of her being at another church, I just said to my heart, man, I wish we had people like that here, man, I just wish we had people that just go after God, don't care about anybody else. And then that situation happened, and then she said, Pastor, I'm looking for a church, but I've been hurt. I don't know how to trust leadership. And she said, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, and she came. And then a little bit later, Chris followed, which we know was God. We know why you were doing that, Chris. Come on. And then Chris came, and then together they were BFFs. But here's what sold me on them. Here's what sold me on them is we had a church we were supporting, up, uh, Brother Ish's uh, mother in Chilapa, Mexico, in the uh, state of Nayarit, right, correct? I'm getting good. I tries. I tries. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and his mother was like, can I have some young people come down and help me reach out in the village? So we put it out to the church, and they just 
went after it right away. They said, we'll go. We'll go to Nayari and live in the village of Chilapa all summer long. I said, well, you're going to have to spend your own money. You're going to have to do all this. They said, we'll take all of the savings that we have just to go be missionaries to these people in the village of Chilapa. And I remember as they were there, these gringo skins in the hot Mexicano sun began to get darker and darker and darker. And I was like, man, you're like the gente now, you know, just fitting in with everybody. And they had no air conditioning, and we would be doing Skype phone calls, and it would be pouring down sweat. But here's what they would say. They would say, we're making disciples. They had learned Spanish, and they could barely speak it, but they started preaching out there in Espanol. Say something in Espanol to impress all of our Latino gente, por favor. Hola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at that time, I'm like, man, they are going to be hooking up soon. I know that's got to be coming down the pike. And so in just a few short months, one thing leads to another. They become engaged. They get married. They finish Bible college. Well, you have a few more, one more semester left. Are you done now? He is done officially last semester. Amen. The one that just passed got married. You guys have been married a little over a year now. Two years, I don't know. I just forget. Please forgive me. It's been a long day. i got to hand the mic back to him shortly. The anointing is fading here. But the child of your dreams was just born 10 days ago, and God has blessed you immensely. And when we were starting Wicker Park, there was no other couple that was more dear to my heart to place in charge of that congregation. Their services are Sunday nights, 5 o'clock, in the location that we have. And they do Tuesday Bible studies there as their life group. And Pastor Chris and Vanessa have been outstanding. If they can't find somebody to worship, she'll worship on the guitar. He'll sing. He'll do whatever it takes. They go and meet around the community. They get rejected a lot because, you know, those people think because they have some money, they got it all together. Come on. But they keep preaching and reaching out and they started with just a handful five or six and now they're numbering over 20 and 30 in their ministries this is our wicker park campus pastors pastors chris and vanessa amen and we will be preaching there tonight in front of their congregation acknowledging who they are to us so would you now stand with us one last time i promise wicker park would you guys stand shoulder to shoulder i'm going to anoint you with oil and Brother Anthony is going to pray. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Father, we thank you today, Lord, for what you have done. And these pastors, Lord God, we pray, God, your anointing upon them to preach the word, to be instant in season, out of season, to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, to make full proof of their ministry, to keep their head in all situations, anointing them with the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, for it's not by might nor by power, it is by your Spirit, Lord God, that they do the work of an evangelist, Lord God, that they make full proof of their ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you thanks, Lord, and we glorify Glorify your name, and we all offer up an offering of praise right now, Lord, for this celebration in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask that you would remain standing. All those who received ordination today, would you come and just line up here at the front? We're going to put on some party music, give some of you to stretch your feet, a chance to do that. Pastor's going to come back and preach, what, a 10-minute message? Because you know, man, you know they got to get back out, right? No, I'm kidding. We ain't doing that. Y'all came to church. Amen. Uh, but I want you guys to have a chance to greet them. Uh, we have some, uh, who's back there? My party man, the DJ? Look at him. Give it up for Lawrence. Little deacon in the making back there. Come on, little DL, little DL, you know what I'm saying? 
little Deacon Lawrence right there. Let's just pray one last time. Father, we thank you for this leadership. It took a while, Jesus, but it was worth it. Nothing compares, God, to harvest time, Lord. We've been sowing seed of tears and righteousness with them, God. And for them to have this moment, God, I just pray you just make it count for them. Let it, let it stick in their memory how much we love them, that their hard work was worth it. All those times in Bible college and those that were in the 201 class, just everything they did. And especially for our pastoral elders who, who are now taking on the weight of ministry, which is not just a, a, a job that has physical demands, but it's a spiritual demand demanding job. Just pray you guard them and bless their families and let both of the churches, Reese Park and Wicker Park, receive them as their elders. Grow with them. Uh, forgive them if they ever make a mistake as they want to be forgiven. I just pray that they will, uh, these, these leaders here will just find ministry to be fruitful, God, as they go forward and do all that you called them to do. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen? Amen. We're going to put on some party music. Would you guys just kind of make a line and just shake hands, give hugs, just take pictures, just make this time about honoring them. Thank you, DL.
Amen, amen, amen. Just making our way through the last couple of friends. Amen. Amen. All right, let's all make our way back to our seats. Sid, would you help me put that in front for me, please? Thank you, sir. SUM student right here, Sid with the Mohawk. Come on, let's give it up for Sid with the Mohawk. A future deacon, elder, preacher, world changer. Awesome. Amen, amen. Hey, guys, I know it's a little late, but can we be on holiday time today? Okay, for those of you that can't be on holiday time, it's all right. We love you. We'll see you next week. But I just don't want to rush pastors preaching. As you can see, we get, just did something that was so celebratory. We couldn't rush through that. It's their hard work. Uh, he won't go too late. I said 2 o'clock. He said, I'll be done by 2. So we're good. Uh, just I want you guys to understand just briefly here about my relationship with Pastor. I was going to interview him kind of like we did with Pastor Chris last time he came, but I think we're getting a little uh, long here in the service. Brother Anthony, 16 and a half years ago, was the dean of students at the School of Urban Missions. He was a young man in his early 30s, had just graduated master's uh, seminary and had been working at a small church in the country. He had met uh, Chancellor, the founder, George No. And he and another person named Joanne Miller, a uh, missionary who lived in Ghana, South America, she was a radical church planner. These three came together to start the Bible college called the School of Urban Missions. When I met him, I was with my father. We began to talk a little bit. Instantly, I could tell that my mentorship was going to start that moment. Uh, I could see by some of the funny looks he gave me when I was talking to my dad uh, that he was probably spotting out some things. Uh, long story short, about a few weeks later as I was sitting at his dinner table because he made time for us, he was also a professor, I, uh, I challenged his authority a little bit, which I found out you don't do to a southern gentleman in his house. And uh, he put me in check real quick. And at that moment, you see, I, I like tough love. Everybody say tough love. So that's how my mama did it, you know. And so at that moment, I go, this man loves me. He cares about me. He just doesn't want me to be the same. He wants to really speak into my life. But I didn't get that lesson. I kept being rebellious, and, and they were dealing with me. And there at uh, Halloween, the first couple months of Bible college, I said, I'm going to quit. And they said, Joe, you have one or two choices. Either you leave out of here, or you're going to change your attitude, and you're going to start cleaning toilets. And Brother Anthony was the dean of students. He was over my, uh, my life, and he said, I just see so many problems. you got to change. And I said, okay, I'm going to leave. And I went to go leave. I packed my bags, and I was at a gas station. And people always in the south ask you how you're doing. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing, y'all? You know. And I would always respond back to them, every day is a good day with Jesus. But that day I couldn't. Somebody at the gas station said hi, and I was just like, Rrr. you know, I was all miserable. And the Lord checked my heart, and he said, if you leave here, the Bible college, I'm going to leave you. And there as a young man, just being in my first semester of Bible college, I realized I needed mentorship. Uh, he gave me his personal home phone number. I called him up Halloween late at night, somewhere on 7, 8 o'clock. And I said, Brother Anthony, would you let me back in the dorms? I promise to change. I want to listen to what you have to say. From that day forward, 16 years, this has been my pastor. He has mentored me. He has, he has been at every major function of my life. My graduation party was held at his house. He's met my mom and dad multiple times. And, and, and just his family has inspired me in so many ways. His wife, Melanie, has four beautiful boys. Would you stand one more time and just Welcome today, a man of God, of faith and power, my pastor and your overseer, Brother Anthony Freeman. Thank you so much. 
You may be seated. Let's turn in our Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. I want to talk about the way of faith this morning. The Lord's really been stirring me about faith. We've been speaking to this about with our church back home. We planted a church in New Orleans. Uh, we planted a Bible college and uh, one in Oakland, California. And uh, we've, been, um, we've been saved over 31 years. We gave our life to Christ, and we've been in the ministry going on now almost 30 years. We've seen God do such amazing things, you know, and it's amazing seeing these men and women up here. I, I senior pastored my first church when I was 25 years old. Most of the people were 50 years and older, so some of what Pastor Joe is saying is just right on. Let me tell you something. When God appoints a man or woman of God, he gives them what they need to be the leader that he calls them to. You see, so when you, when you go against God's leader, you're not going against a man or a woman. You are going against God. You find yourself in opposition to God because God is the one that appoints. He's the one that chooses. And I want to talk about that this morning. I want to talk about the way of faith and how God wants to move in every one of your lives. The Bible says this, that the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the earth that he might find himself someone whose heart is fully committed to him. When he finds that person whose heart has faith in him, whose trust in him, whose heart is fully committed to God, the Bible says God wants to show himself mighty in that person's behalf. See, God wants to bless us. I mean, I, I bless my children. I have four sons. My youngest is 16. Three of them in the ministry. Uh, two of them are with me. One of them's finishing up this year. He's coming down to be our, uh, another associate pastor with us. God's done, blessed our ministry. God has blessed our lives. But I was sharing with the elders yesterday, you know, really the focus of your life and what's going to happen with you is all based on your faith, what you believe. You don't act according to what you merely believe. You act according to what you really believe. When you believe something, even in the world, people that believe things and, and, and they act upon it, they accomplish things. Remember Martin Luther King Jr.? He said, I believe. You know, he had a dream. I have a dream. He was confessing his belief. I, I want to see this. He acted upon it. Now, the problem with that is that what you put your faith in, your faith in, is only as strong as what you put it in. If your faith is in God, see, then you have all the power of the universe behind that. If your faith is in yourself, some people we meet in the hood, you know, half my church is inner city. You know, a lot of people have faith. I got faith, you know. I, I woke up this morning, you know. I prayed for the old man to bless me, you know. That's how they talk about God. But they're not serving God and they're not going to heaven. When we talk about biblical faith, biblical faith is rooted in God. When you understand that, you will begin to reap the things that God has for your life. Your families, your marriage. My wife and I told the elders yesterday, my wife and I decided when our kids were little that we were going to raise leaders. And we took every step in our life, in our family, in our marriage. I have a great marriage. I've been married over 27 years. And I'm more in love with my wife today. She excites me more. Things are happening. I mean, we got it going on. That's all I'll tell you. That's all I'll tell you. You see, but we decided that we're going to have a great marriage based upon the word of God. We decided we're going to raise up kids that are leaders that serve God. All my sons are radical for Jesus Christ and willing to lay their life down. 
No accident. I prayed for them every single day of their life to go into the ministry. God, I'm raising them up for you. God, use them to change this world. You know, the Bible says, what is a prophet of man? If he gained the whole world, lose his soul. And I could apply that to so many things. What is a prophet of man? If he gains, you know, the, the churches and thousands of people, but he can't disciple his family. This heart of discipleship that's in Pastor Joe, it's in our heart. Our heart is to make disciples, and, and really it starts at home. It starts personally. But all of that, see, is based upon what I believe. Pastor Joe and what has happened here, it's all based upon what he believed. What he really believed. A lot of people in here, maybe you this morning, think that I believe something. But yeah, you don't really believe unless you're willing to act upon it. That's what the book says. James, go read it. You believe in God, you do well. The demons believe. They're not going to heaven. And they tremble. You say you believe in God, you do well. The demons believe and they tremble. What you believe is going to make you or it's going to break you. See, that's why what we believe has to be founded upon the word of God. And when we talk about belief, what we're talking about is the way of faith. I go into Joshua today because we're talking about, as we talk about the way of faith, and I have a message for you, but we're going to condense this this morning. We'll give you the cliff notes. Let's read this in Joshua 1. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Then, now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. That's quite a promise. Listen to this, you ministers, you deacons. Listen to this. This is God's word for you this morning. As I was with Moses, as I've been with Pastor Joe and Pastor Nancy, as I've been with Pastor Freeman and those that have mentored him, so I will be with you. So I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What do you believe this morning? Do you believe this word this morning? Do you believe this is for you? Because it is for you. It's the word of Almighty God. Jesus said about these words, heaven and earth, this building, this country, this nation will pass away. But my word will remain. What are you putting your trust in this morning? What are you trusting in? The economy? Who became the president? Are you sad because Obama's the president? You think maybe the Antichrist is whatever? Our salvation is not in what knucklehead goes into the White House. Because we had two knuckleheads to vote for. It was bad either way. And you know what I think what's happening in America is God is going to show us what America has been wanting. And then God's going to give it. God is giving us over to it. So that the things that cannot be shaken will be the only things that remain. What do you put your trust in? 
As I was with Moses, so I will be with you all the days of your life. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. That word meditate in the Hebrew language literally means to mumble to yourself, to kind of mutter to yourself. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. You know, the word of God is quick and is more powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It defies asunder. The, it separates the, the, the soul from the, the body asunder. It just is discerner of the intents and the thoughts of men. The word of the Lord, I've hid it in my heart so that I might not sin against you. How shall a young man cleanse his ways? By every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he meditates, he mutters to himself day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water who brings forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Meditate upon my word day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. What do you believe in? What do you believe in this morning? You believe God's words? We made the confession. Do you believe that this morning? Do you really believe that? Since I grew up in a church since 1970, Pentecostal, charismatic, spirit-filled church, 1970, saw miracles, saw people healed. Throughout our ministry, we've seen God heal people. But I saw it especially when I was a child. But you know what? I found out that what my parents had was not good enough for me. 16 years old when I gave my life to Christ. 16 years old. And from that day forward, when Christ came into my life and I sold out to him, I have never been the same. I have never looked back. And what God told me to do, I can say with confidence and a clear conscience that I have done. And I've seen God do great and mighty He's given me a family. I never knew my father. I don't know who my, if I met, he's dead now, but I find out. But I, the man that was my biological father, I never met him. I grew up, most of my uncles are in prison. The place I grew up, most of my family's hooked on drugs. They're alcoholics. God rescued me out of that by getting my mom saved and getting my stepfather saved, coming into our home. And it was like throwing the light switch on. My mom tried to commit suicide and was in a coma for three days. And when she came out, the doctor said, Lady, I don't know why you're alive, but you better find out. The doctor said that to her. She stumbled into a Pentecostal church and gave her life to Christ. And our life has never been the same since then. 
God came into our life, changed it. God's doing the same thing. He did it in Pastor Joe's life. He did it in Pastor Nancy's life. All the lives that you've seen up here, he's done it. He did it. He's doing it. What do you believe this morning? Oh, it's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. The way of faith. We're talking about the way of faith. What do you believe in? When God says this to Joshua, they had spent 40 years in the desert wandering around. God tried to allow them to go into the promised land, but they didn't go in. The Bible says, because of what? Unbelief. Because of what? Unbelief. They didn't enter into what God had for them for one reason. Not because they didn't sing right. Not because they sang out of the hymns or off the wall. But because of unbelief. And after 40 years, God brings them right back. And then there's a new leader. God says, what I'm wanting to do, enter in right now. Trust me. Believe me. God sends Joshua to lead this people, and he's been under the tutelage of Moses all this time, the mentorship of Moses. I mean, Moses had been a leader like no other leader in the history of Israel. When the people came out of Egypt, scholars say there was maybe about 2 million people. Can you imagine a congregation of 2 million people? All the complaints, you know, Pastor Joe's, you know, he appointed what? How many did we appoint today? About 11, 15, whatever. But Moses had to appoint 70. So many people complaining. Same preach that Moses had to do, that Pastor Joe did this morning. It's the same preach that Moses was having to do. Hey, here's 70 guys that are going to handle business. That's another sermon. He preached that one already. But when God was calling Joshua, here are the words. When God is saying, now I'm about to do this through you, I need you to trust me. I need you to be strong and courageous. I need you to trust me. You know what? The Bible says in the book of Revelation that when it's listing out the people that are going to be cast in the lake of fire, do you know one of the groups of people that says all liars, all idolaters? But it says this other word, the fearful. The fearful, one of the words of the one of the descriptions of the people that are not going to make it into heaven, that are going to find themselves in a lake, an eternal destruction, the lake of fire for all eternity, is the fearful. The fearful. What does that mean? That means you're more afraid of what uh, everything else but God. You are fearful. You, you, you've allowed fear not to allow you to follow God. You've allowed fear in your life or what your mom says or your dad says or what people say to stop you from following or serving God. Have you allowed circumstances to hinder you from serving God? You've lacked, I'm, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I can't sing. Whatever it is. Fearful. God's word to Joshua is be strong and courageous. What is he saying? He's saying, have faith. Trust me. Trust me. What's trust look like? It means understanding that God is a mighty hand. He's a strong arm. He's a deliverer. He's a savior. And I believe it. We sing about it. Do you believe it? 
the way of faith. Ooh, I think I think I've, these notes have gone. They're like, boom, we threw those notes out, okay. When God is talking to Joshua, he says, you know what? Moses is dead. When he says that to Joshua, you know what he's saying? It's time for change. It's time for change. It's time for change. See, the way of faith, what God was telling Joshua, it's what he's telling you and I this morning. He's telling it's time to change. What you've been doing, that's not been good enough. We're in a new season. We're in a new chapter. We come up to this Jordan River here. We're about to cross over. I've got something that I've prepared for you. Listen, God has something that he's prepared for you. Do not mistake it. God has a plan for your life, and it's great. Jesus said, you know, hey, if you being evil, you fathers, your, your children, they ask you for bread. Do you give them a stone? Your children, they ask you for a fish. Do you give them a serpent? If you being evil know how to do what's good for your children. Now, no one blesses my children on earth like I do. I love my children. I love my children. I, I bless them. I bless them. I love them. I took my youngest son deer hunting. We shot six deer. Glory to God. <laughs> he shot three. I shot three. I've taken all my boys hunting. I want them to know what, what it means to hunt. Now, I'm from the south. That's what we do. We shoot things. We got lots of guns. We shoot things. All right? They put blood on him. The man bloodied his face because he got his first first deer. I've got a picture on Facebook. He's standing there so proud he didn't wash that blood off until he went to bed. He kept that blood on his face like, you know, well, we have Native American in us, you know, and he kept that blood in, you know, he looked like an Indian, you know, he looked Native American. You know, he was so proud, but I wanted to cry. He's hanging, sitting there with the deer he's just shot, and, and tears are coming to my eyes. I'm rejoicing. Why? Because I wanted my son to experience something he's never experienced before. I wanted to bless him. I wanted to bless him. I want him to be blessed. I wanted him to experience the joy of what it meant to hunt something, be like a man and grunt in the woods, you know, those kind of things, you know. Take a 7 millimeter 08 and bring something down at 100 yards. Woo! That's what he did. Good shot. Woo! But I tell you what, for all that I want for my sons, I can't do better than God. I cannot. Impossible. And your God wants to do more for you. Like they say, he's been better than me to me than I've been to myself. He wants to do more for you than you can imagine. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I need a Cadillac now. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. But he wants to bless you because he's a heavenly father. But the, but the fact of the matter is, and the, and the thing that hinders you is this one thing, your faith, your unbelief. And it shows itself in all kinds of ways. It shows itself in the way you live. Well, I'm not changing. Why does, why does God keep telling uh, Joshua to be strong and courageous? Three times in that passage he says it to him. Because he wanted Joshua to change. He was telling him, hey, man, you're fearful. You need to get rid of that. Be strong and courageous. Trust me. You see, serving God calls for change, and it calls for an attitude adjustment. God brought you in here to change your attitude. Why? Well, this is just me. 
God's just, God sent Jesus Christ to change the just you. Because you and I, he's making us more like him. And the more that we experience that because we believe in him, the more we experience his life, his plan for us. The goodness that God wants to bring into our life, the peace in the midst of every storm in your life, doesn't mean you're not going to go through storms. You live on this earth. We all went, all of us down in New Orleans, good people, bad people, Christian people, heathen people, we all got flooded by Katrina. It hit all of us. Isaac came, knocked out the lights. You know, people in New York, one of my good friends, Sister Miller, her house was completely flooded. She was in Far Rockaway, three feet on the second level of her life, a house, lost all of her furniture. A woman of God, a great, great woman of God. I called her up finally. You know what she's doing? She's blessing God. She's praising God. She understands that life is not in things. Because she has something that's greater than anything this world can offer. His name is Jesus Christ. Do you believe it this morning? Would you stand with me? That's enough. You've been preached to enough. Do you believe it this morning? Church, let's lift our hands. Come on, worship team. Do you believe it this morning? What do you believe? Well, that's one of Pastor so Joe's websites. What do you believe? Because what you believe is going to make a difference in your life. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe that he says as he was with all of his people, as he's with his minister, that he'd never leave you nor forsake you? That's what Jesus said to his disciples when he was leaving this earth. He says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. I'll be with you even to the ends of the earth. The presence of almighty God. That's the defining factor in our lives when we serve him when we trust Him, when we believe in His Word, when we act upon it. This morning, every one of us in this place, God is wanting to bring up to the next level. Every one of you, God is wanting you to come up to that place where you're going to be a servant in the house of God just like these you stood before. Every one of you, God wants to use Every one of you, God wants to change other people's lives through you. Not a person in here. Well, that's just not me. Well, then you don't know the plan of God. Because the book says so. The book says so. And that book is true. The word of God is true. Do you believe it this morning? With our heads bowed this morning. You say this morning, my life is not right with God. I know it. I'm in this house this morning, but my life is not right with God. I know that right now, that if I were to die, I'm not sure God could say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. This morning, God's given you the opportunity to get things right with him. He loves you. Pastor Nancy gave us the word. God loved us so much. He sent Christ to take our place, to take our sin debt, to take the penalty 
for our sins against the holy God. And he offers us life, forgiveness, freedom from guilt, and power over sin. This morning, you need to get things right with God. I want you to lift your hand. I'd like to pray with you this morning. Come on, lift your hand up high. There's a lot of hands that are going up this morning. Jesus, Jesus. That's the first group. The next group is this, that you are being disobedient to what God has been telling you, that God has spoken to you, but you are disobeying what God has told you to do. And you need to get things right. You're not going to go a step further. Let me tell you this. You will not go one step further until you make things right with your Creator. This morning you say, that's me. I know I need to get things right with God. You're serving Him, but you know the Lord has spoken to you about some things, and you're not obeying Him. Would you lift your hand this morning? Come on. Come on. There's some other hands going up. Now we're going to give it to God. We are going to give it to God. We're going to give our life right now. If you're not serving Him, you're going to give your life to Him right now. And right now, if you're not obeying Him, you're going to give it to Him right now and say, I surrender. I surrender. Come on, say it right now. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Faith looks like commitment, a fully committed heart. I surrender my heart to you, oh God. I surrender my heart to you, oh God. I surrender my heart to you, oh God. Jesus, Lord, you died for me. Come into my life. Come on, talk to the Lord. The Bible says that we ask Christ to come into our life. He will. He stands at the door of our heart and knocks. If anyone opens the door, he'll come in. He'll come in. Jesus, the Bible says that if we confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ over our heart and believe in our heart that what Christ Jesus did on the cross is the only means for our salvation, we shall be saved. So whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved this morning. If you need to get things right, right now confess the Lordship, the rulership of Jesus Christ over your life. Lord, I've been serving myself. Lord, you be the Lord of my life right now. Lord, I put my trust in the cross of Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I confess my filth to you, my disobedience to you. I bring it to you. I lay it at your throne this morning, and I bring before you all of myself. Jesus, Jesus, come on. Call on the name of Jesus right now, church. Jesus, Jesus, fill us now, God, with your Holy Spirit and power, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, we believe, we believe, we believe. Come on, church, say it. We believe. Say it. I believe. 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 
I believe. I believe. Come on, say it, church. Let it be the confession of your mouth. I believe. I believe. I believe. Come on, sing it, brother. testimony that means when you say I can do it that's your testimony overcome come on one more time we will Say amen and give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I believe. Come on, slap your neighbor. High five and say, I believe. Come on, it's okay to preach. Slap your other neighbor. High five and say, we overcome. By the blood of the Lamb, we overcome. 
You're an overcomer more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's with you than he that's in the world. He says you're the first and not the last. You're above and not beneath. Hallelujah. Blessed when you come. Blessed when you go. Slap your other neighbor behind you and say you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed in Jesus' name. Altar workers, would you come? We're going to have some prayer workers up here if you want to just kick the devil's butt one more time. If not, you are dismissed after this prayer, and we can't wait to see you at Life Groups. God bless everyone here. Send us on our way. God, not away from you, but always in your presence, and bring us back together safely. Let us use the holiday seasons to remind people you're the reason for the season. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen one more time? Come on. God bless you. You're dismissed. We're going to keep singing. Come for prayer if you have any need. Have a wonderful day.